0: is brought to you by morongo play it safe good times don't forget steve weish of the nfl network who wrote an interesting story uh, where a source told him golf and mcveigh need marriage counseling lz he's going to join us in three minutes we will talk to
1: him but first greg what do we need to know uh, so peter gammons who knows more baseball than every one of us combined and probably then some has... well, i would say he's forgotten more baseball than mm-hmm. we know sure yeah. forgotten works is just as well he's tweeted out today that there, a response to a Baseball man, I asked about his team signing Marcus Simeon. He he replied, "The Dodgers are going to sign Simeon and Justin Turner. How would you both feel? And maybe we'll start with ULZ. How would you feel about signing both Marcus Simeon and Justin Turner for this next year?
2: I'm down with that as long as JT is part of it. I'm down with it.
1: Marcus Simeon, by the way, was an MVP candidate. He was a third in MVP voting just in 2019. So."
0: Yeah, he's an excellent baseball player, right? Like, and and I I think, but then the question becomes, what are you doing with Corey Seager? Shortstop. Well, but Marcus Simeon plays shortstop too, doesn't he?
1: No, he plays he third does. base. He does. He plays some, yeah, but he's a th- third baseman, possibly second baseman.
2: Listen, the Lakers the Lakers, <laughs> the Dodgers are all about having multiple bullets in their in the little you know availability for them. So. I'm pretty sure Dave and the gang can figure out what to do with a player as talented as Marcus Sammy. I'm not really worried about that. My thing was always worried about the departure of Justin Turner because I think he brings things to the table that aren't able to be quantified by stats. Even though baseball is a stat-driven sport, there are still aspects of the game that you can't quantify. And what Justin Turner offers, or brings rather, is one of those things.
0: Yeah, I, I'm a big fan. I, I, I also am a big believer in the Dodgers front
1: office, so I'm not really worried about that. All
0: right, one right. more quickly, Greg. Go ahead, before we get to Steve Weiss here the NFL
1: Network. WandaVision just came out on Friday, and I know LZ was very pumped up for it. LZ, what'd mm-hmm. you think?
2: I enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed it. Was good. it. What, one you of you the things it, I really loved is that they're really good actors and actresses. They, they are, are good really actors and actresses. It's yeah. well-acted. Yeah.
0: I have not seen it yet. I did see the Tiger documentary, I thought, in very HBO-like fashion. It's excellent. Um, and if you haven't seen it, you should see it. because, uh, And I guess it's streaming now on HBO Max or whatever. It's, it's, and it's running constantly. So you can, you can catch it. it, it is what really is well it? Done. What's that? What is it? The Tiger Woods documentary on HBO. Oh. Hmm. Yeah, they talk to everybody. And I mean everybody. Even Tiger sat at the, in, this, in part two. Uh, for a little bit but they talk to everybody I mean everybody LZ. everybody e- everybody so well except Elon she was the only one no. But
2: all the other people. I'm sure she was busy that Zoom day. I'm, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty <laughs> sure she was busy then, too.
0: All right, that's what you need to know. Brought to you by Morongo Play at Safe Good Times. You're listening to KSB in Los Angeles. Sedano and LZ with you here. Uh, Steve Weish of the NFL Network. You can follow him on Twitter, at Weish89. Steve is the host of the Huddle & Flow podcast, along with our friend Jim Trotter. He joins us now here because, you know, clearly his work always piques our interest, but more so this week when he had a story about a source telling him that Goff and McVeigh may need marriage counseling. So, like, Steve, are we talking about the marriage counseling where, you know, you eventually stay together and you make you work it out for the kids? Or is this marriage counseling because
3: this thing's over? George, knows. the first off, it is not over, okay? Mm. Because to use the old salary cap saying when it comes to marital unbliss, it is cheaper to keep her. So, <laughs> look... <laughs> Jared, wow. you know, because of Jared Goff's salary. I mean, he's not going anywhere. So look, things are not great right now, but I think i think emotions are raw because the season didn't end well. Jared was not happy, even though coming off the thumb surgery that he didn't start up in Seattle. I mean, I think he got it, but he wasn't happy. He, he expressed that. Um, you heard Sean McVay several times during the season talk about, hey, we, you know, our quarterback can't turn the ball over. So there were some things made public that really kind of indicated this. So from people I've talked to, even since, you know, I reported on NFL Network about the, the marriage counseling, um, they need a little time apart. You know, it's been, it's been a stressful season for all these NFL teams, you know, with all the COVID over, overhanging and, and, and navigating this and that. But Sean McVay and Jared Goff need a little time apart to figure this out. They'll work through it. I don't, I don't think this is anything – that's ugly. That's going to get you know as as bad as maybe Aaron Rodgers and Mike McCarthy did supposedly at the end. And I mean they're going to work through it, but it's a situation where Sean McVay, this great offensive mind who was lighting up the NFL, all of a sudden had a coaching tree because he changed the game. You know his offense is scoring twenty points a game, and his defense is getting a scoop of score and, and a or a pick six to make you know score twenty eight points. You know and you have a quarterback who's turning the ball over a lot. And you're seeing Josh Allen and some of these other quarterbacks, younger quarterbacks, take a step forward. And I don't think you can say that about Jared Goff this year. So I just I think there's a lot of thoughts going on. Um, again, this is a, a, a navigable, manageable situation where they're going to work through this. But I don't think either one of them had the type of season that they were expecting, and they need some they need some time apart to uh, you know to let to let things just kind of simmer down.
2: Well, I will push back on that just a little bit. Not your reporting, but just the sense that they will work things out. Because while in marriages it is cheaper to keep her, remember this marriage was an arranged marriage. They didn't date and fall in love and got married. Jerry Goff was t- here, and Sean McVay was hired. <laughs>
0: Remember, this is kind of like at the beginning in coming to America, you know, when, Eddie was, uh, when, uh, when Akeem <laughs> was forced to try to marry his, his princess, and then he fled to Queens, obviously, at that point, and we all know how that turned out.
2: Exactly. So yeah, I but, tend but, to but think it's but a done deal.
3: Akeem, you're talking about Akeem flirting with somebody else. Um, I don't know if that's the case right here.
2: And, and as far as the money is concerned, ever since Rashard Lewis got traded, from Orlando to the Washington Wizards with a ridiculous, I think it was $120 million contract. And everyone was like, that could never be moved. And that's when I was reminded it only takes one. You don't need to convince an entire league. You just need one. And so I'm just going to pause and thinking that, you know, they'll work things through because of financial reasons, because I honestly believe, Steve, that Sean McVay is done. And and, and look, he
3: he might be. I don't. I don't think though he's done to the point where, you know, look, if if you're going to make a replacement, you better have somebody you know ready to step in, you know. And if you're that much of a guru where you think you can fix somebody or develop somebody, how come it didn't work with the guy you have Mm -hmm. and the guy you paid? So I mean, it's kind of, you know, using that scenario, that's kind of a quandary. Uh, I do think. Again, they, they've, they've been together for a while. They know each other. Um, I think they'll be able to work this out. I don't think they'll be able to trade Jerry Goff. You know, he, he's, like the Sean Watson, you're going to have 25 teams say, we'll give you whatever you want. You're not going to have that with Jerry Goff. Remember, Carson Wentz could be out there on the market. There's going to be a lot of quarterback movement. I just don't think it's going to happen in Los Angeles. So now, is Sean going to, are they going to be able to augment the roster? Are they going to have to develop a team? kind of like what the Bengals had to do with Andy Dalton to say, okay, we have to play from ahead and make sure everything works perfectly. Or can they do something, and this is where it comes with Jared Goff working in the off season to where he gets better and those two do things to really, you know, strengthen things. Because, you know, I don't think there's a lot of people who think Jared Goff really has topped out, but if he has, then, you know, maybe that's where, you know, Sean McVay could be like, whoo. You know, but, but they've got to figure things out because I do think this is a relationship that's going to continue, um, in, in some way, shape or form.
0: If you had to look at this and Steve Weiss the NFL network joining us here, and of course, check out his work there, uh, check out his podcast, uh, and with Jim Trotter, uh, the podcast is hustle, excuse me, huddle and flow. I almost called it the movie hustle and flow, uh, huddle and flow <laughs> podcast with, uh, Steve and Jim Trotter. Um. You know, you mentioned about Jared's. Uh, I guess uh, the I guess the potential lack of interest there. Do you believe that this is now a bit of a cautionary tale for teams in making sure to you know or signing these guys too early to these big contracts after they draft them?
3: It's hard to tell. I mean, you know, look 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 at the draft. List. Who are who are picks one and two? Jared Goff and Carson Wentz. Yeah. If you look at that, you could say sure it is. But then there's other. There's other players, I mean, no one's saying that about Deshaun Watson. Nobody's saying this about some of the other quarterbacks, you know, who, who are succeeding well. Um, you know, you just have to figure out what, what you want to do, what you want to be. Do you want to play that game? Um, you know, it, it's just interesting. The Bears didn't extend Mitch Trubisky, and now they're in kind of a weird situation like, okay, if they move on from Mitch, who played well down the stretch, who do they go to? You know, so it, it's, always, it's always a tough situation. It could be a cautionary tale. I don't think Jared Goff is, is, like, non-salvageable. I think he's salvageable. I think he's a talented player. He has just got to get his confidence back. I think, I think he saw a dip in confidence. And I, and I think he's got to get some fundamental things back. He turned the ball over this year. And I'm not just talking about interceptions. He put the ball on the ground a lot. Those are fixable things.
2: I just I just remember that Chad Henne scrambled towards the end of the game against Cleveland and thinking Jared Goff would never do that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. never. and that's the one thing you can't coach up. No, he could, and I think that's the one thing that is irritating and preventing. But, but, are, but are you saying Jared Goff McVay... would
3: never because because he doesn't have? I'm the football player mentality or because he just doesn't have the tenacity to pull it down and say, we need 14 yards here. I'm going to go run for 13 of
2: them. It takes him too long to process at the speed of the game. Like when you decide to scramble like that, that's a – and you know this, that's a much quicker decision. And Jared Goff um, has a long throwing motion for one, and he's not as quick in that decision-making for the other. So in order to get to the place in which he thinks, oh, the play is breaking down, let me scramble for five yards, I just don't see him doing that hardly ever at all. And certainly he wouldn't have dived head first to try and get a first down like Chad Henney.
3: Yeah, I mean, look, that's that's a good point. I mean, and, and trust me, there are people in L.A. who follow this team, which is John Wolford would have. Okay, right. but is John Wolford over the course of 16, 17 games going to be anyone defensive coordinator can game? You know, don't you think they'd figure him out in a way to not let him do that? So it's just an interesting – there's a lot of things they've got to figure out. And to me, if there's a coach who can figure it out, it's Sean McVay. But, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if – and I don't think a lot of people would be surprised if maybe they brought in a veteran backup, you know, who's got – and I'm just going to throw a name out there. It doesn't mean anything, so don't put anything to it. But let's say they bring in a Tyrod Taylor. Okay, he's a safe guy who doesn't turn it over, but he's also somebody who, one, could stabilize your quarterback room, but, two – to make Jared realize, he, okay, I'm, I'm here in case you don't get it done. And there are, there are teams who have not put their starting quarterback in that type of situation. And when they did, as we saw in Philadelphia, the quarterback couldn't handle that pressure. So they found out a lot about Carson Wentz in that circumstance. Will the Rams do the same thing? Is John Wolford enough? You know, so they, they've got a lot of interesting offseason decisions to make.
0: All right, two things. Uh, I've already sent that to the newsroom, and it's on the scroll as I watch this college basketball game. So you're too late. We're, ready. We're outing you as that, 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 that Steve Weiss of the NFL Network is saying that Tyron Taylor is moving across I town know. to the Rams. Yeah. Um, but yeah. he, he also wouldn't have to move, uh, so that, that would be beneficial yeah, to no, Tyron Taylor. No, No, let's,
3: let's, let's move on. That was the ultimate hypothetical.
0: <laughs> I'm just joking, <laughs> obviously. Um, so let's talk about these games this weekend. Enough about the Rams. Let's talk about teams that are going to play um when you look at the tampa bay bucks um brady's getting a lot of praise this weekend and i get it right you know he's the goat he's the guy who's won all the championships but i look at that game and maybe it's just me i'd love to hear your thoughts like i thought he played an okay game right like i thought he he made some some good passes and i thought he played well But I thought that defense was what won that game for them and giving them field position and things like that. How did you kind of view that, and what do you think of their chances against Green Bay?
3: Yeah, I mean, look, I'm I'm 100% with you, but he didn't have to do anything great. I mean, look, they they get a pick, and he's got to throw a three-yard touchdown pass to Mike Evans. Right. (laughs) I mean, he was not put in a circumstance where he necessarily had to make great plays, you know, but then you see what he did against Green Bay in week six, and he carved them up. So – You know, I think going into this game, what's interesting to me is I think it's going to be one along the lines of scrimmage, right? So the Packers, we saw them run the ball against a really good Rams defense. That offensive line had traction. They put it on there. As you know, LaFleur runs the same offense as Sean McVay, which is a run-centric offense. Everything spins off the success of the run. So if they're able to run the ball against the Buccaneers, which is not going to be easy to do, then they're going to be able to run that offense. Aaron Rodgers is going to be able to deal. But if they become one-dimensional, then it's going to be the greatness of Aaron Rodgers against Todd Bowles and a lot of good defensive players. So, And, and I think it flips the same way for the Buccaneers. If the Bucs are able to run the ball like they were against the Saints with Fournette and Ronald Jones, then that's going to set Brady up. Um, and the Rams were able to run against the Packers. So that's what I'm saying. That the offensive and defensive lines are going to dictate the outcome of this. I like the Packers. Um, because of the weather and just the way that they are playing on both sides of the ball, um, but this is going to be this is going to be a really really tight game. I, I don't think this game's going to get lopsided whatsoever.
2: Whose legacy needs this win more? When you look at the four QBs,
3: the four. I mean, if you look at the four QBs, Aaron Rodgers. I mean, he gets Super Bowl championship number two. That, I mean, that just go ahead and rubber stamps, all the greatness on top of everything. Tom Brady doesn't need anything. Right. Um, you know, in Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes, they've got a lot of football left to play. So, you know, they, they don't have a legacy yet. So they still have a lot of football to play where they can create something, you know, especially great.
0: Steve Weiss, make sure you follow him on Twitter. Uh, and, of course, check out his work at the NFL Network. You can follow him on Twitter at weish 89 Check out the podcast. Subscribe. Rate and review Huddle and Flow podcast with our friend uh, Jim Trotter as well. Steve, thank you so much for the time, man. Thank you for uh, putting up with our shenanigans. And uh, stay safe and be healthy, okay?
3: All right, guys. You stay safe and thanks for having me. You got
0: it, brother. Take care. There he is. Steve Weish with us here on Sedano and LZ on 710 ESPN. All right. Coming up next, LZ, you and I did it. We did it. We did it Oh, yeah. No, it it wasn't good this time. Oh, Uh, then you did it. Yeah, no, we did it. It was together. We did it together, and I'll tell people what it is in just a moment. But first, my girl, Karen Kay, with traffic.
2: Thank you, George. Long Beach, Crash blocks the carpool left lane, 405. 405- Northbound, right before Cherry Avenue. And we still have that signal through Pomona due to the brush fire. That's going to be the 10 westbound, right at Kellogg Drive. Still has those two right lanes blocked. Traffic is stopped from the 57. This report sponsored by Cal Hope and the California Department of Healthcare Services. If you're feeling anxious, stressed, or lonely in these difficult COVID times, call Cal Hope at eight three 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 one seven 317 Hope. That's 833 317 4673 or visit calhope.org to talk to someone who can help hope will persevere with traffic at karen k 710 espn
0: we all know breakfast is an important part of your day but sometimes when you're traveling for business you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any you know what happens you grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely we've all been there But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. LZ with you here on 710 ESPN. Thanks to Steve Weiss of the NFL Network for joining us there. Playoff Sliwa going to stop by at around 645. So, a little less than 30 minutes from now, as we get ready for Lakers talk tonight, we'll do a little crosstalk with him. Uh, LZ, you know what's funny? I noticed this the other day. Mm -hmm. Um, Just because, you know, I I read people on my timeline or whatever, uh, whether it's Twitter or sees people posting stuff on Instagram or whatever. And I've noticed that, you know, and maybe this is just a small sample size, right? Small sample size theater. But I've noticed just like people are, are more welcoming of ads on Instagram, Um, like I've actually bought something or a couple of things with the ads that pop up on Instagram. Whereas if it's on Twitter, the reaction is vitriolic. Like it's just nasty. It's like, get these damn ads out of here. Is that just the nature of Twitter being more angry as opposed to Instagram, which is in Theory a little more relaxed, or or do you, w- what do you think there is to that, or is just the ads better? Like are they more they're just more targeted on Instagram and they do a better job of that?
2: I think if I had to take a guess, um, Instagram is a visually driven medium, mm-hmm. whereas Twitter is text driven. Sure, and frivolous text is more in, is more frustrating in general than an image that you can quickly scroll through, is my yeah.
0: guess. Yeah. You know what? That is a good way of looking at it.
2: CLZ, you're so smart. Ah. That's why we have you around here. Yeah, um, just listen to a lot of Oprah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, it is so funny. Like, I've actually bought stuff on Instagram before. Like, you know what I just bought recently? hmm Those Goalie gummies. Have you had those yet? Those who? Goalie gummies. They have THC
2: in them? <laughs> No, no. Oh, then why are you eating gummies, dog? You grown man. Why are you eating gummies? Think I know THC in them? Come on, uh, man. What's goalie, goalie gummy?
0: Goldie gummies are good for like your digestive tract. They are apple cider vinegar gummies.
2: What? Yeah.
0: I would never. They taste yummy, man.
2: Do they really? The oh my apples, god! apples. I take it in vinegar then.
0: They're so good. They smell a little vinegary, but they taste like apple. They are del- So you know who got me on? Like was telling me about it. Like so, I got this text chat with um, with Izzy Gutierrez, mm-hmm. uh, Amin, Zach Harper, and Mike Ryan, who's the executive producer of the Levitard show. Uh-huh. And we've had this text chat for years. Like and and somehow the conversation of constipation came up during the chat. As it should. And, and it's like, you know, I guess we were getting the conversation as you get older, right? It, beca- it could potentially be tougher also because if you're eating a specific diet, sometimes it could be tougher. Um, so, you know, Amin was talking about how regular he was. And uh, and we were he all – He to brag
2: about everything, doesn't he?
0: He does. Yeah, he does. <laughs> <laughs> that is just him. So we, uh, so we were talking about – and Izzy's like, oh, yeah, I have no problems because I, I eat apple so – I, I take apple cider vinegar. And I'm like – oh like do you drink it and he's like no no i take these gummies and he sent a picture and i was like oh okay i'll keep that in mind and then literally it's it, it is these phones they know what we're doing of course they're like listening. Of course. A, a day or two later the thing pops up on instagram i'm like you know what? i'm gonna buy that thing and i bought it and i i i got a little more regular i gotta be honest so i t- i text dizzy and i said yo thank you for making me a little more regular and uh and, and, but they, are, they taste delicious, LZ. Like, I, I, I am not being paid to say this at all, uh, but if you're having some struggles in the bathroom, go with goalie.
2: I'm, I'm, I'm looking at it right now. I'm, I'm, I'm checking to see what's going on with this mm-hmm. because you've piqued my interest. Now, I'm regular, I'm, yeah. you know, but you can never be too regular. Right. I want to be the most regular person to ever reg. Right. So I'm going to look at this. Let me see this. Two gummies Wait a second. equals one apple cider vinegar shot.
1: Right. And, Wait a second. Do you actually eat these? Do you, do you have you tasted apple cider vinegar before? It's a
0: terrible, terrible taste. Greg, I am telling you with a million percent certainty. If you ate one of these gummies, you would be. They are. You would say they are delicious.
1: Uh, I don't know. That is and a rough flavor.
2: Greg, I'm looking at the website right now. Their website is filled with beautiful people. So clearly, if you eat these things. <laughs> You oh okay, you can be a beautiful person. do you want to be yeah. beautiful or not?
1: Oh, yeah. I'm just happy not being beautiful. It's okay
0: right, well. it, it's a it, it gives healthy digestion, it helps weight management, your appetite uh energy, heart health immune system i'm I'm in. It was seen on Ellen. uh you know, if Ellen's <laughs> taking it, I'm in, but I'm serious. like I was skeptical, and then look, if Izzy hadn't told me he didn't he took them, I'd be like, eh. But when someone you know, you know, and I've known him for twenty-five years, tells me, "Dog, I'm telling you, this works," and he and I took it, I was like, "Damn, he was right." It's just, oh, they're made in California. They're local, they, right? It, it's and that's why they got here so quickly when I ordered them.
2: All right, fine. I'm going to order right now.
0: Greg, order some leads Twenty bucks, you can afford it, and
2: you'll be beautiful, according to the website. I want to be beautiful. How,
1: yeah, Curtis. Curtis, are you regular? Website. Yeah, I'm interested in the other gummies, though, that
2: LZ brought up earlier.
1: <laughs>
2: Those <laughs> are the better ones. Well, you know, <laughs> here's the thing you take goalie, you'll be a beautiful person. If you take the gummies, I'm talking about everyone you see looks beautiful. So right. I mean, what, whichever way you want to go. I yeah. oh, mean, what about a goalie with a TAC in it? Ooh, Two for one?
0: Maybe you could come up with a different version. So, Steve Mason just texts, I'm way more regular than Amin. mean.
2: Wow. It's a regular competition.
0: <laughs> I feel like that's what we should do. We should have Mace and Amin come on and carefully, of course,
2: uh, discuss how regular they are. <laughs> there is no careful with the conversation of regular.
1: <laughs> and then it all depends on, like, what time of day is your regularity.
2: Like, Wait, hold on. If it... like you continue to scroll, you can become a goalie ambassador.
1: What? Oh, that's what all you, LZ? On? Get in there.
2: Oh, you, yeah, LZ, you fit
1: the mold
0: here for a goalie ambassador. They want oh, dog, beautiful they gotta people.
2: Pay me. They got to yeah. pay me, dog. I ain't just going to become an ambassador. You no, no, of the course money. they got to pay you.
0: Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sure. yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. All right, Mr. Um, Goalie. This is yeah. remarkable.
0: I mean, they What's got pomegranate in there, beetroots. I see. Si- yeah, yeah. Pectin. Like the- What's pectin? I don't even know what that is, but it sounds good. I just I know, but shove I know it right some. in my mouth. <laughs> they are delicious, man. I'm telling you. you Apple cider vinegar
2: gummies. Yeah. Do you take two a day? Sometimes I take three. Do they double as, like, breath mints? No,
0: they definitely do. They taste like apple cider vinegar. How are they going to double, like, breath mints?
2: Well, I don't know what your breath tastes like before Maybe there's an improvement. Who knows?
0: No, no I mean, I don't know. But, uh, but it is yummy. They are delicious. Trust me on that. All right. All right. We didn't, we didn't get to that thing we did, LZ. We're going to get to that thing we did. Plus, today is the day, LZ. We've been talking about Tom Flores. The voting has begun. Tom Flores, we're going to talk about the finalists in the NFL uh, Hall of Fame. Uh, We're going to also tell you about that thing we did, which was not necessarily a good thing when it came to the Lakers. We'll explain what the hell that means coming up in four minutes. Stick around. 710 ESPN. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sedano and LZ with you here on 710 ESPN.
1: Must be 21 plus and present in present and select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
0: LZ,
2: mm-hmm. Go on. We did that thing. What did we do?
0: <sighs> we jinxed the Lakers, man. Ah, <sighs> yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, you know what? I can't even front. We did. Yeah. We 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 certainly did, and that's the. It's, it's like the announcers' curse. Oh, he hasn't missed a free throw in 12 years. Then boink. So we did the announcer curse, George. We said the Lakers win by 20 points so often we're now bored by all these great victories. And just as they were on their way to another 20-point victory, they decided to make things interesting just for us. It's almost like a Christmas gift, like a belated mm-hmm. Christmas gift or something. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. It it, it, it wasn't what we expected. We, uh, we certainly were hoping for – a, uh, a better result, um, but it is um, – honestly, like, I look at that situation as a good thing um, because I do think every once in a while you get a little too cocky, right? And it doesn't mean – I'm not talking about just teams, like, in general, in life, right? We get a little too cocky, a little too mm. brazen. a little like, ah, we got this, ah, we could beat this team. We beat all these teams, right? Like, we're fine. And every once in a while, it's nice to get chin-checked, right? And just be like yes. – because, you know, when you were a kid, especially, like, you know, like whether – you know, you, you get a little crazy around mom and then mom would just kind of be like, either she'd give you the look or every once in a while – I don't know how Mama Granderson used to handle this, but uh, Mama Sedano and Grandma Sedano used to be like, you know, they'd throw the, the, the slipper at me, the chancla. And, uh, and then that's when I knew, oh, okay. You know, it just – it wouldn't hurt. It just stuns you, It's like a jab, and you're like, Oh, yeah, I should stop acting a fool
2: yeah it really reminds me of the um first opening minutes of Regina King's One Night in Miami where the, did you, did you have a chance to see that yet? I have not yet, but I've been looking forward to checking film. it out yeah, film for those of you who are fans of Regina King or just fans of great filmmaking, One Night in Miami is an outstanding movie, but anyway, um the opening scene with Ali it literally has him just sort of like toying around with an opponent. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the opponent can't touch him. Ali can hit him whenever he wants. It's really funny, blah, 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 blah. But he gets too cocky. Mm-hmm. And he lets his guard down. And his opponent knocks his ass down. Mm-hmm. And it was just sort of like a little reminder that, you know what, you can be great. You can be the greatest. But that man in the ring, he's trying to fight too. Right. And as Keyshawn has always told me, and I've, this is like of all the things that Keyshawn says to me and, and, and things we talk about, you know, since he's been in New York, those men put on their pants one leg at a time just like you. Right. So the Golden State Warriors put on their pants one leg at a time, and we got a little too cocky, and they knocked us down.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. And that, that's what happened. And we caused that because we said they were boring. And
2: we cursed them. Yes, we
0: did. Yeah. We said they're too good. Ah, they're boring. Um, they're so good they're boring. And then, uh, lo and behold, not so boring anymore.
2: Not so boring anymore. But, they yeah. got our, but you know what?
0: They got our attention. They did get our attention, and now the Bucks are next. And they certainly have everyone's attention. So it's actually the right time to have everyone's attention because you're facing another team with championship aspirations.
2: Yep, yep, you, you absolutely are. And, you know, it's probably best, to your point, to suffer, you know, this embarrassing loss stemming from a lack of focus when you're facing an opponent in which focus is paramount. You know, so I expect them to come out laser focused, sharp, aggressive, because they're still upset over what they gave away. Mm -hmm. So the last thing they're going to do is build on bad habits.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. No, I'm with you wholeheartedly. By the way, Curtis, uh, you said I gave you PTSD in that last conversation
1: my, line, my life just flashed before my eyes man yeah
0: yeah yeah in you grow, yeah you grew up in a hispanic household man that thing every time that damn slipper comes flying through the air it's like a boomerang right back that's how it works you run in that's high. just what
2: we do yeah
0: uh so yeah is elzito i'm sure elzito had to deal with that when he was young too uh, young elzito
2: shoes, extension cords, switches. <laughs> rulers, of course, but rulers were boring. Yeah. Rulers are kind of like, you know, teachers use rulers.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, when there it was, was really the weirdest nothing. Thing. Left. It's usually or the first the, thing in in front of your in front of their sight, basically.
2: First thing yeah, exactly. First right. thing you can yeah. grab and kind of put you back in place. Right. Um so LZ Tom Flores, yes sir. Our buddy
0: Uh, I mean, not really our buddy, but we 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 have been on the bandwagon uh, thanks to the Coors Light commercial uh, that Tom Flores finally does need to be in the Hall of Fame. Right. Like it's let's go with this already. It's funny because the Coors Light uh, people, the uh, marketing people reached out to me today (laughs) and I guess they heard they said they heard and saw that they heard the show and saw the tweet And I was like, oh, cool. So they wanted to send us some cans. (laughs) So I was like, okay, cool. So I have to respond to them. I haven't responded to them yet. Uh, But uh, I I, I would post one. Sure, why not? I think it's kind of cool and and support uh, my Latino brother, uh, Tom Flores. But So they're voting, right? So here are the guys that are the finalists, okay? Now, he is one of the finalists, which I think he should get in because he's on the, what is it, the Veterans Committee or whatever. So – the chances of you being on that list and not getting in are are, are pretty tough, right? Like what I would say it'd, is it'd be ve- most, mean. Yeah, most of the guys that get finalists on there. Now, granted, there have been it's it's not unprecedented that people have made that list and not made it in. Uh, it has happened before. But I feel like it would to your point would be mean considering the campaign behind all of this. Right. Um But here are some of the other guys that are actually on the non-veterans list. So you tell me, yay or nay? Mm-hmm. Because I think with Hall of Fame, guys, before I even go through the list, to me it's like, immediate. If I have to think, nah, you're probably not in. Do, do you agree or disagree?
2: Oh, definitely. Definitely.
0: Yeah. yeah. All right, so let's do the list. Ready? Yep. Um, they are in alphabetical order by last name. Uh, Jared Allen, the great defensive end. No. I agree. No, Rondé Barber, Keyshawn's teammate.
2: No. No. <laughs> Sorry, I said that too loud. <laughs> you said that emphatically. Uh, Tony Baselli. <sighs> yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm in on him. Great USC, great Tony Baselli. He was the guy uh, before until he yeah. got hurt. Like he was uh, now short career span, right, because yeah. of the injury. But he was. Him and Jonathan Ogden were number one and two, right? Well, Ogden came out after, actually. He was the guy before Ogden, is what I meant to say. Um, from 1995 through 2001, those six seasons, he was the guy at left tackle.
2: He um, was, and I like his personality, too.
0: Yeah, I agree. Uh, Leroy
2: Butler, safety for the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, I don't I don't know about that, dog. Yeah, I'm with you. I don't, I don't, I don't think so. know about that. Great player. Yes. Great, great but, player, like – I'm not shocked that he's a finalist I'm just not quite sure if uh, no, yeah hol- am, Hall of very that.
0: good yeah, Hall of exactly, very good exactly
2: yeah. Alan Fanica,
0: the great guard played on some Steelers championship teams
2: yeah, it's, it's hard for me to
0: offensive lineman is hard
2: exactly I'm
0: blinking yeah. my head like
2: going uh,
0: he's probably in because he sure, was he, he, he sure, had he won championships right. he was part of a great offensive line right. um he, he's probably in. Uh, it may not be this time, but he's probably in eventually, is my is my point. Um, Torrey Holt of the Rams. I, I got Torrey in. Yeah, I do too. I think Torrey should be in. Uh, Megatron. Ooh, really? You have to think? Because I got him in. Because Even if it's not this time, I got him in. Because wide receivers tend to wait a little bit.
2: He, as an individual, you know, he was unstoppable. He was right. ridiculous. Yeah. It's just... He ain't got nothing, dog. He ain't got no ring. I know, but he played for the he ain't Lions. Got no who's fake got ring. Wait, 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 wait. He ain't got no wait.
0: Trying to get a ring. Wait, who's got? got... <laughs> who's got anything playing for the Lions? Though you know this as well as
2: anyone. I know, I know, I know. It's just all right. Fine, Calvin's in. It's not Calvin's fault. Fine, it's not exactly. Calvin's fault. Exactly. It's just that when you start talking about what makes you a Hall of Famer, the yeah. natural inclination is to go to your accomplishments. A-
0: agreed. But but he you know he played for the worst franchise in the sport.
2: Hey, 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 calm down. We weren't the worst. Cleveland Browns were still around back then. Stop. Uh, I mean ish. <laughs> <laughs> worst
0: ish. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. John Lynch, another of T teammates.
2: Um, yeah, Lynch was a beast, dog.
0: Yeah, he was a beast. Um Peyton Manning, obviously. Yes. He- he's in. Uh, Clay Matthews. This is Daddy.
2: Oh. Not not no, no. Third? He
0: hasn't yeah, he, he's too young. Yeah, no. He, I'm talking about Daddy Clay.
2: Um <laughs> uh, yeah, sure.
0: Yeah. 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 Sam Mills. No. New Orleans Saints, great linebacker, Carolina Panthers. No no, no, no. No. Richard Seymour, Patriots.
2: Yeah, no, that's a no for me. Really? Uh Zach Thomas. The Miami Dolphin? Yep. Nope.
0: No, I don't think so either, and I love him. Um, <laughs> but I think what happens is he has the numbers. He just played on such such bad teams. Now, the right. defense it's was the, great on the, those it's teams. It's
2: the Megatron thing.
0: Yeah, yeah. It, it, it sucks for him because right. he deserves to be in, but he's not going to get in because the team didn't have enough success. And they already put Jason Taylor in, um, who, by the way, was also unbelievably deserving. I'm not trying to knock Jason. Jason deserved to be in. And I think Zach deserves, but he won't get in because of the lack of success. Um, and there's a lot of linebackers from that era, Ray Lewis, him, Erlocker, you know, um, Reggie Wayne. Yep. Yeah. I'm in on Reggie Wayne. And of course, Charles Woodson, I'm oh, in on Charles. Put him
2: in twice. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, so there you go. Those are the list. So hopefully Tom Flores gets in and uh, we should be good to go. And then we can celebrate with the other up to six guys can get in. Um, so there would be five of those guys that would have to get in with Tom Flores in that case. So we'll yeah. see. And they start with 130 nominees, and they're down to the 25 uh, that we just mentioned. So there you have it, which includes this group here and the senior group that we didn't mention that includes Tom Flores. So, so shout-out to Tom Flores. We will absolutely be on your bandwagon. Uh, Latino, Raiders, let's go. And then uh, all the other dudes that LZ and I just voted in. Get those exactly. guys in, too. Uh, yeah, all we, right, if, com-
2: if we can curse the team, we can get you in the Hall of Fame
0: right sure exactly uh all right coming up next speaking of curse of the team we did kind of curse the lakers a little bit i would imagine sliwa didn't sleep last night like i feel like he takes losses regardless of whether in the regular season or not really hard like i could see him tossing and turning right sweating you know just being mad like just not 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 happy with the result yesterday by any stretch of the imagination so we'll talk to sliwa lakers talk is coming up tonight
1: Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets pizza. Better because it has to be.
0: Yeah, yeah, Sedano and LZ. Lakers talk coming up in a second before we get to playoff playoffs. LZ, mm-hmm. John Goss tweets us and says, Hey, Alex Karras got a TV show Webster because of his Lions career. Just saying.
2: Man, if that's our claim to fame, we're really a sad franchise, aren't we? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. It was a good show, Webster, though. Yeah, it was
2: fine. Yeah. It was fine. It you was know. fine. And, and it, you know, it's, it is tough, you know, growing up as a Lions fan and still, you know, very much am a Lions fan because normally in sports debates, you know, it's, 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 it's a lot of subjective conversations. But you can objectively say the Lions have been horrible for much of their 50 past 50 years. And there's really not a damn thing I can say, but just take it. (laughs) I can't really, you know, I can't really, I can point to our individual players who didn't suck. But as a franchise, when people want to go in and start to clown, I just got to, you know, get the big shoes and a rubber nose and just go with it.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. All right. Lakers talk is coming up after us. So, Sliwa, I was just saying, I don't know if you heard me going to break. Mm-hmm. I feel like you take these losses hard. Like, you are the diehard of diehards. Like, there is no way that you slept well. You may have had some indigestion, which, by the way, I, should rec- I recommend goalie uh, if you have some indigestion uh, or have some digestive issues. But I-, I feel like you were sweating, tossing, and turning. It just didn't sit well with you yesterday. Give me your state of mind after that loss last night. Take me into the Sliwa compound.
4: Tough loss last night, last, uh, last night, guys. Uh, you know, you, you can't get sleep when you uh, have a 16-point lead at halftime against the Golden State Warriors. Um, what happened to the Lakers yesterday? I mean, completely collapsed, to be honest with you, just kind of putting everything to the side here. 67 points in the second half. I, I don't think anybody is worried about the Lakers but that just came at – the postgame was so awkward yesterday. I mean, I come back from Staples Center, probably the start of the fourth quarter, right around there, and you just are thinking in your mind, okay, so you're riding this winning streak, you got the Bucks next, you got a seven-game road trip. Lakers are 4-4 four and four at Staples Center. They're 7-0 seven, seven and oh on the road. I almost, uh, I almost wonder if the way that you know, a lot of these players now on the road can't do anything if it's almost helpful, you're more focused, you're more <laughs> rested on the road than you would be. And then when you come home, you actually can have a little bit more of a normal life. But, uh, George, to answer your question, yeah, that was, a, that, was a, that was an ugly loss last night.
2: Oh, come on, Sliwa.
4: Yeah, come on, LZ. You got to take care of I the Warriors.
2: Shook, I shook it off and didn't even think about it until <laughs> we were prepping for the show. LZ had an
0: extra glass of wine even yesterday, and a gummy
2: <laughs> for that matter, and not the goalie kind. <laughs> not the goalie kind. No, 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 no. But because, I mean, listen. There was absolutely nothing that transpired that felt as if the Lakers weren't able to fix or that the Lakers somehow had no answer for. Mm-hmm. It was simply a superior team taking his foot off the gas pedal against a former champion with a lot of pride. And you're supposed to lose when you take your foot off the gas pedal against a talented team, and they're still talented. they got two Hall of Famers on it. You know, knock, knock, don't forget that. Mm -hmm. But we're a better team. We just decided not to be better in the second half.
4: No, listen, big picture, it doesn't mean anything. It really doesn't. And and Lakers still uh, best record in the NBA. I think you were just disappointed that the team basically decided in the second half, we'll just coast here. I mean, Golden State's going to fold, right? And then they would – Golden State would take the lead down to three or four. Lakers would take it back up to nine or ten. It's like, all right, they're going to fold. And Kuzma said this, I don't know how many times in the postgame show. He just said, yeah, we had no sense of urgency, but we also not worried about the loss. And I think that probably is the best way of explaining it.
2: Yeah, of
0: course. You got to look at the big picture, too. Like, you have to have some sense about, like, what's happening. I, I You know, but I think, like, you know what? You got you to gotta get chin-checked every once in a while, as sure. LZ and I were talking about a little earlier. I didn't love, and it wasn't the only thing he said, um, and I understand he was trying to make a point. I love LeBron like highlighting the officiating because I felt like mm-hmm. when you blow a 19-point lead, that's not the only reason you lost. You know what I mean? Um, so, but but I do understand the point he was trying to make uh, with the travel calls, uh, Saliba. What did you think?
4: Well, George, it's funny because Coach was asked the same question. He said, "I don't. I'm not going to talk about the officiating." Right. And, and actually, instantly. Uh, you know, as a fan, the the thing you wanted to hear both of them say was, "Well, we didn't lose the game because of the officiating." You know, you wanted you wanted them to have an answer that you kind of had in your mind. Okay, let, let's say the refs. LeBron got called for I think two travel calls. Maybe they don't typically make that call. Lakers didn't lose that game because of that. I mean, if if we really wanted to go through the box score and say Lakers did this wrong or they could have done that better, yes, you technically can do that. But I think LZ, you said it perfectly when you just mentioned that this was a team that just. Felt like in the second half. Okay, let's just kind of go through the process here. The Warriors have pride. The Warriors are sitting at five hundred now. They're seven and six. I mean, it's an it's an it's an important game for a team like the Warriors to play the Lakers. The Lakers, it's just not a, a matchup that you're looking at right now, and, and you're paying too much attention to.
0: Yep,
2: I, I, absolutely, absolutely.
4: But what about the Bucks?
0: They got the Bucks coming up. You little worried
4: about the Bucks? LZ's got them coming out of the East. What what were you do LZ? You got Milwaukee coming out? Okay. Um, by the way, that, that's going to be – I'm almost finding the Eastern Conference now as fascinating as the Western Conference. Uh, I, first of all, I think there's a lot of talent there. But, you know, obviously now that James Harden went to Brooklyn and we'll see if there's some kind of um, – some arms race in the Eastern Conference trying to – if teams think they're behind the Brooklyn Nets uh, by the time the trade deadline comes, I, I think that's going to be fascinating to watch some of these teams. Um, against the Bucks. Gosh, so many good storylines here, and I, I'm not. Uh, I guess I'm just looking at the seven-game road trip in general, right? Because you got the Bucks, you got the Boston Celtics, you still get a chance to play the Philadelphia 76ers. So I, I think we'll learn. We'll learn more about this Lakers team. I mean, we we already know that um, they're one of the teams to beat, if not the team to beat in the NBA. But this will be, in my opinion, your first real challenge this season. What I'm referring to there is you lost to the Clippers, you lost to the Portland Trailblazers— a lot of the other teams you've already beat this year, and I'm not. This isn't to discredit the Lakers because we all know Lakers are, um, you know, they're they're the elite of the elite. But you've played also a lot of teams that have not been full strength. You've had a, a much easier schedule than some of the other teams out there in the league. So I think this will be the first test. Starts with the Bucks. That, that's a tough game. I mean, I'm not surprised at all if we walk away on Thursday and the Lakers lose to the Milwaukee Bucks. Milwaukee has just as good as any chance in the Eastern Conference to come out and represent the East. But regular season for the Bucks really shouldn't mean anything because that's two years in a row they had the best record and didn't make it happen in the postseason.
2: Slee- I, uh, somebody's at LZ's door. <laughs> is, in the who's there,
4: LZ? LZ, who's there?
2: I think it's Grubhub, and Rufus is not very happy. And <laughs> Clearly. Alexa's right here, now Casper's barking. Hey, stop that. Stop.
4: LZ, what'd you order? What's, what's on the— I don't the- know. Steve ordered. Okay. It's Taco
2: Tuesday! I'm not ordering tacos, man. What are you doing? I'm, I'll make my tacos. This guy, this has to be like probably. I, I suspect Indian food. It has to be something that if I try to do it, it would make them sick.
4: Have you guys? What, what's the what's the food you've ordered during COVID, or you know, t- getting stuff off Grubhub or whatever the case is? That you learned, yeah. That that's just you can't do that. You can't order. It doesn't. It doesn't <laughs> I, do the it doesn't I, do it justice. I,
0: I can answer for LZ. Are you ready, LZ? Because we went through this with last an week. Starts Ends with an I. Sushi. Mm, yeah. He he got a little sick on the air the other oh, day. It was
2: not a good picture. Mm. I needed some goalie. That's yeah. definitely actually I needed the anti goalie actually is what I needed.
4: <laughs> whatever that is. That's definitely <laughs> LZ by the time it gets to you and everything yeah. else. Yeah, that's a good.
2: That's... I was I was trying to like you know I'm trying to get cut you know for the summer so I can you know do it for the gram, and so I've been focusing in on my diet a little bit more. Okay. And I was like, ah, that was not a good that was not a good idea.
0: Yeah. I I always go – see, whenever I do, like, Grubhub or anything like that, it's something that's hot that I can reheat. Like, the other day when during the football games um, when the Rams were playing, I just ordered some Wingstop. It got here in 40 minutes. It was super hot still. It was perfect. Like, I I don't mess with sushi. I go pick up sushi at a place that is literally – Seven minutes from my oh, house, that's great. okay? That's great. So, like, I will go and come back, and it will be fine by the time I go and come back myself to get it. Um, I, I, I I did that one time on Grubhub or Postmates or whatever, and, yeah, I, I didn't have the LZ reaction, but it was it definitely didn't <laughs> feel well. Like, So, yeah, you, you can't be messing with – like. I, listen, I'm not trying to discourage people from eating sushi that way, but it, it's got to be close to your house, right? It's got to be close. To, to it, point it definitely earlier. has to
2: be close. I live downtown, and usually – um volcano yeah um volcano clutch yeah it's a good spot yeah i I usually go there you know Mm -hmm. and it's close you know and the sushi is still chilly when i get it that's good (laughs) it's important
4: can you guys can you guys imagine these restaurants once everything gets opened back up again
2: oh
0: it's gonna be wild you need reservations everywhere
4: absolutely but that's good i was gonna say rooting for that one so yeah absolutely sliwell what do you got on the show coming up all right, Mark Spears will join the show, and uh, Brad Turner from the LA Times. So we'll uh, continue to talk, uh, not just Lakers, but NBA as well, over the uh, next couple of hours. Ask Brad Turner
0: mm-hmm. about Dan Wojcik and Bill Oram's exercise routine at Staples Center.
4: I'm in. I'm in. Uh, it,
0: it's pretty hilarious. <laughs> I, I he, and, and because I asked him the other day. I said, "Are you doing their same exercise routine?" He's like, "No, I do a man's routine." <laughs> so you can have some fun with that, and se- send our best to Mark as well. Sounds good. Uh, Slewa, have a great show. I appreciate it. See you, man. Uh, LZ, excellent work as always.
2: Great work from you too, brother.
0: All right, man. Greg, thank you. Curtis, thank you. Uh, playoff Sliwa and Lakers Talk is up next. We will talk to you tomorrow at 4 o'clock. See you. Have a great night.